time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Welcome, 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 welcome to the BS Sports Show. Wednesday night edition. Thanks so much for joining me. Found this all in our social media. Awesome. We've got uh, Twitter. All the cool people here. Join us on Twitter or on 347-324-5252. 347-324-5252. We'll uh, for sure talk NBA Finals coming up. Blake Sebring, New Sentinel comments writer, award-winning Journalist as well will join us at 7.15. And uh, World Series of Poker about to begin out in Las Vegas. And we've got a, a professional poker player who's uh, going to join us. He's coming up uh, from Vegas to talk to us about uh, the WSOP. That'll be at 8 o'clock. I would love to play in the World Series of Poker. Man. Now, I know people get pissed when it's on ESPN. Like, this isn't a sport, but... It's a skill game for sure, but it's an amazing rush of up and down. And I think maybe that's what turns me on to poker, is the highs and lows. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that that uh, is pretty hard on myself. So, I, you know, when the lows happen, they're like, oh, you deserve that, you idiot. But when the highs happen, it feels good. It's a rush. So it's the uh, it's the highs and lows. But it's an amazing game and fun to watch. And, you know, people watched the World Series of Poker on ESPN years ago when there wasn't that hold card cam, when the announcers just had to speculate. They had to speculate what was going on. Now it's a, it's a pretty fun game to watch on ESPN. So we'll talk uh, to him coming up just after 8 o'clock. NHL, Stanley Cup final. Game five, four tonight in Chicago. Can the Blackhawks even the series up at two two? That's the that's the question. Can the Blackhawks even the series up two two on their home ice? They drop another one to Tampa. You can mark this one done. Mark this one over if they drop this game tonight at home to Tampa. You got to protect your home ice. Now Chicago dropped a game to uh, Anaheim at home and came out all right. But like I said the other night, you can't give this Tampa Bay Lightning team any more. Any more. Any more confidence at all. Especially going back home on their home ice. So, Stanley Cup Final Game 4 tonight in Chicago, Tampa Bay. Joel Quinville, the uh, Blackhawks coach, does he make changes in goal? Billy doesn't think so, and I think he's right. Also, does he make a a change to that line? Does he make a change to that top line that they did uh, a couple of games ago with Jonathan Taze and, and Patrick Kane? Does he split those guys up? We'll see what happens coming up. 
If you want to be a part of the show, do so with us uh, on Twitter. At Mo Radio Show. At Billy Elvis. At, at BS Sports The Fan. You realize that we were one shot away from this being a tie game or a three nothing a three nothing uh, lead for the Cavaliers now. Now I'm not one to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I'm, but I'm gonna because yeah. not only did I win our bet, the Cavaliers won. Steph Curry he got him back in the game for sure, but he had a rough first half. Yeah, you know the whole. Golden State Warrior roster uh, to me is just not the same Golden State Warrior roster we've seen. They, they look a little baffled, a little, a little shocked. Um, they don't look comfortable. Um, and, you know, obviously that just means the pace of play is being dictated by the Cavaliers. So a great job by LeBron and company and, and maybe whatever David Blatt's doing uh, to help dictate the pace of the game, uh, to keep it out of the control of with Steph Curry and uh, and Clay Thompson and and well and the uh, and and the entire Warrior roster is trying to do and and it's worked uh, and you know tell me though that I mean I don't want to be a naysayer you know Matthew Dellavedova awesome man awesome oh yeah really is he no huh but no 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 <laughs> he's not he's been awesome he's uh, his performance has been awesome there's right. a difference there. Uh, he, he's a little above himself. He's not an all-star. He's a, probably as surprised as anyone by how well he's performed. And uh, come on, that one shot where he was basically like falling sideways and backwards and off off the glass in, you know, for a three-point play. I mean, things are just going his way, and and that's fine and dandy. That's fine and dandy. But those kind of uh, those kind of performances can't always be counted on. Uh, it's working out right now. There's a whole lot of series left. But the difference to me, though, and what can continue, and they pointed out tons, he's the first guy on the floor after a loose ball. He wants it right now, it seems, more than anybody. And to me, that play can't continue because he can always give that 100% effort. Maybe, well, maybe and, that, and that's there's what nice you try to do. Go in. Right, but maybe there's nights where a shot doesn't go in, but those kind of plays make all the difference in the world. You know, the other night, right. the night that, that everybody was touting his defense, he was on the floor a ton, too. So maybe he only had six points that night. But he also put so many balls back in play in the Cavaliers' hands. And that's what will change the series. That's the play that can't keep listen, up because he will always be listen, that guy. Listen, listen, make no mistake about it. Um, LeBron James is the reason that the uh, Cavs could be up 3-zip and are up 2-1 in this series with Golden State. But, again, um, we're not going to see those performances continue. Um, you know, a, a different guy each night for for the first three games, you know, the game two win out there in uh, – or I'm sorry, game one win uh, was when they uh, – you know, Mozgov – Mozgov went nuts in game two, right? He he had his yeah. double-double in game two. So, you know, there you go. Uh, J.R. Smith disappears. He came back last night. Uh, there's a bunch of guys overachieving right now, and kudos to them. But but make no mistake about it, it's because of LeBron James handling the ball seventy nine point nine percent of the time that the Cavs are up in this series. But what changes it though? What gives I think LeBron, you know, the extra gas in the tank? So when you've got guys diving all over the floor, that pumps you up, you know. And and again, it's right. nothing they'll ever show on the stat sheet. But when you know that cat is going to dive on the floor for everything he can and do everything he can in his power, maybe he doesn't score any points. But if he, uh-huh. you know. How important has Tristan Thompson been? He can't hit the broadside of a barn. 
but he's got 13 offensive rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds, 15 offensive. I mean, that's huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is, and um, obviously if there's there's no reason to think that, um, you know, because it worked, it's been working so far that it can't continue. Uh, I just think we're also at the same time seeing a very baffled, poor performance from the Golden State Warriors in pretty much all three games. Well, I remember that both uh, last week or this week that you and D.C. both wanted to crap on the fact that I thought that since the Warriors had never been this far, that they would struggle. When you've got when your leader has been to five straight finals, it's different. Even though none of the rest of the team has, LeBron has been in this situation five straight finals and obviously they all follow his cue. You know, but the Golden State Warriors haven't been here. It's great that their their coach is a championship winner, but these guys right. haven't been there. You know, and they don't know and, and again, I know that they're professional athletes and this is what they're supposed to do, but when you're two of your best players are shooters and that's what they do, at some point, man, the arms and legs start to feel like jello. They've never played this far into a season and on this kind of stage. Everything is on. Everything is focused on them. They've never been in that position. LeBron has, and he can take the lead and take that, that uh, you know, and, and all that stuff that these guys are worrying about, who are the bench players from Cleveland, and take all that fear and help settle them down because he's been there. You just follow him. Um, you know, I, I may have been wrong in my prediction that the Cavs won't win uh, another game in this series, but... Uh, I'm I'm totally wholeheartedly convinced the Golden State Warriors are going to win this series. That's that's just my opinion. Uh, uh, a 2-1 series lead is hardly a reason to think that the series is over. And um, and, and I think that the Golden State Warriors are going to make those adjustments, get over their uh, I don't know what you want to say their 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 their, their, their conf- well their confusion over. You know what's going on? Maybe maybe they're just watching uh, Matthew Dellavedova, and they're just as amazed as everybody else is, and it's kind of like uh, mesmerizing. It's taking them out of their game. They're like, "How the hell is this guy doing all this?" Do you think? Do you think maybe when he's out there talking smack and Mozgov's talking smack, and they have to try to figure it out with the the accent and throwing them off? Ooh, that could be interesting. Because you know what? Um, Here's the thing like people with accents, it, it drives me crazy because I I don't hear accents well. I mean, even if it's a southern accent, I don't hear it well. And so it embarrasses me because I always have to say, huh, you know, or what. And so it drives me crazy. Not not them, but the because I can't discern accents very well. I speak fluent accent, uh, so <laughs> I, I can help you out in the future with that. Maybe, maybe, these, calves, maybe these calves are kind of taking a page out of uh, Popovich's book down there in San Antonio with the variety of uh, foreign-born players that seems to be the right mix. I mean... You don't have a whole bunch of American egos on the squad when there's not uh, too many Americans on your roster. <laughs> bring in an Australian. Bring in a Russian. Bring in right? somebody from Spain. You know, uh, we are the world kind of an aspect. Uh, all-star oh, teams around the world. But, but, yeah. And even, even Blatt spending so much time overseas. Maybe he will bring more uh, foreign-born players to that Cavs roster in the future. But uh, it's a fun, funny thing you, uh, you touched upon there with the Aussie and, uh, and the big Ruski. And uh, made me think about Pop and all those uh, foreign-born players on that uh, on that Spurs uh, roster. You know, we talked about yesterday. We wondered if, if you know if Steph Curry heard the criticism, or you know if LeBron hears the criticism. Do you think David Blatt heard the criticism? Because yeah, I noticed at the end of the game last night when it got close, uh, Timothy Mozgov was in the basketball game. Well, maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, with coaching, there's a lot of trial and error. Sure. And. Um, 
you know, you, you make hunches, you, you try something that doesn't work. You know, there were there were some times, you know, in all three games where I've questioned Kerr and Blatt's, uh, you know, decisions on personnel on the floor and, and and what they're trying to accomplish. You know, for instance, you know, I get that the Golden State Warriors are a team that you know just just shoots. They, you know, the, the, it's not their style to, to 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 work an offense and run down the shot clock. You know, they just run and shoot. And but sometimes you do got to work it, especially when your shooters are struggling. You know, work it inside a little bit. Uh, at least pose a bit of a threat in the paint. It might open things up a little bit for your outside guys. And Curry and 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 Thompson don't have to always shoot with somebody right in their face. Well, and that play that Curry ran at the end of the game, the the shot that brought the game within one, where right, right. Curry ran off those three screens at the top was awesome. I mean, that was a. And it makes you wonder why in the hell weren't they doing that more? You know, I, I said that to you yesterday. They've got to mm-hmm. run more screens. For Steph Curry, because he can't you, that shot where he's always you know on the run when he makes that three pointer, that can't be accurate all the time. No, 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 no. You know, I was like, why don't they run those? And, and that, when I saw that play, I was like, wow, that was you know, I never thought I could see a three screen three pointer be that cool of a play, but yeah, yeah. And, and that dunk that LeBron had over uh, over Clay Thompson in transition from double double was a, a masterpiece too. I, I want to oh, ask yeah. you to oh, go yeah. the break and think about it, dude. Is, you got to breathe, man. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm pumped up. When I didn't have you for the first five minutes, I got on a roll, baby. All right, all right, all right. So, you know, what do you want to ask? We've criticized the coaching, Steve Kerr and David Blatt, but has there been any coach that you can think of ever as a rookie coach who's in the NBA Finals who we've criticized more for an entire year, and the guys in the finals than David Blatt? Every move he makes, we criticize it. Everything he does, we criticize it. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is. It's it's common, you know. I mean, I, I was always that way with John Fox, and then look what happened to John Fox eventually. But I was convinced John, I was I was convinced John Fox wasn't coaching the Broncos into the Super Bowl. That was Peyton Manning mostly, uh, right. among, among others. Um, so I mean, yeah, we do that all the time. We do that. Caldwell's gotten that rap when he was in Indy, and then now in Detroit. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it happens. It's just the biggest stage right now. That's why Blatt stands out. And because he's got the world's best player. So it's easy to say the world's best player is doing everything. And the doofus-looking coach uh, on the sideline isn't doing squat. You know, I, I, I think uh, I think Spolster got a fair amount of that, too. Everybody's like, well, when you got Bosch, Wade, and, and LeBron, anybody can coach that team. Uh, so Spolster took a lot of that, too. Yeah. It just it, it it just amazes me that everything he does is criticized. You know when he tried to give LeBron the fist bump or whatever, and LeBron gave him you know tried to give him the the five whatever. It's just everything that poor guy does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just the big giant microscope. At any rate, kudos to you, brother. Before we go to break, kudos to you for for uh, pretty much guessing the game right. Steph Curry did have uh, a somewhat ordinary game, as you said. Uh, both DC Hendricks and I thought he would blow up last night. Uh, and and you know, I, I don't know how you, you, your Amon Shumpert uh, prediction for the big game didn't didn't really hold true, but but you you were pretty firm on Cleveland getting that win, so kudos to you on that uh, on that yeah. call last night in Game Three. Wow, that's almost like winning the bet and winning, getting a payoff right away. I cannot believe you. Well, said. I, 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 know, I know. Oh. I know. This is. I know. I know. This is really weird coming out of my mouth, but it hardly <laughs> ever happens. <laughs> Uh, so there's really there's really not been too many times where I've had reason to uh, give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're back to normal. And we're back. There you go. Backhanded compliments. Stick around. We're going to get a break. And Blake Sebring is on with us next. 
Uh, we'll talk about uh, his honor from the ECHL. He wants to talk playoff beards, too, for some reason, so we'll sneak that in. And uh, he's at Blake Sebring on Twitter. His Taylor McComets blog, Up and Running. And uh, also uh, find him on Facebook as well. New Sentinel writer Blake Sebring's up next. Uh, hey, by the way, I guess Connor Henry's out, man. I just got a tweet. No way. Yeah, our buddy, our pal, uh, the guy that led uh, the Mad Ants to two straight championship series, winning the first one, uh, going to game three in the second one, is uh, is no longer. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, isn't it? Well, thanks so, for being uh, Yeah, I, I hate buzzkills, too. Uh, according to uh, the tweet from our buddy Justin Cohn at Sports Icon, uh, Mad Ants President Jeff Potter says he'll take his time uh, with the search for Connor Henry's replacement. So, um, yeah, you know, you always got to worry about that when coaches have success. Two straight D-League finals? Come on. Uh, who are we fooling to think? Uh, that he wouldn't want to try to maybe to get back closer to California, where he's from. Uh, he spent the last two winters here, dude. Two of the worst winters we've ever had for a California boy. And uh, but but also to better his situation. So can't wait to find out what's up with that and find out more into that. We'll get into that more as well uh, as we take a break. Uh, we'll think about that. We'll uh, talk to Blake Sebring though next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fans stick around. Take it a break. It's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. 
Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the cost? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and road trips and the scenic route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal. Broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. So much more than just a show. It's... Life itself, it is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. And we thank you very much for tuning in. I'm at Billy Elvis on Twitter. At uh, Mo Radio Show is how you find Mo Time. And uh, we tweet for the show as well, at BS Sports the Fan. Facebook pages as well. And uh, we're not only at the com via Blog Talk Radio, but now also at Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. So uh, more into that little uh, bombshell we would uh, learned about Connor Henry leaving the Mad Ants. He's going to take the uh, head coaching gig with the L.A. Defenders, getting back to California, uh, having that uh, affiliation with uh, the Lakers is probably kind of cool for him uh, and his future, no doubt. So the search is on, Mo, uh, to uh, replace the most successful coach, in uh, the Mad Ants history after two straight finals appearances. I'm just saying from all the time that we spent together, I- I'm available, and I think I've learned a lot, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, you You'd know, have to get uh, a booster seat for Mo to be able to relate to the players, though. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm, sure <laughs> Jeff Potter, I'm, I'm sure Jeff Potter will put you on the list. It'll just be way, 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 way down on that list. Hey, that, 
that voice you heard chime in is our buddy, our pal, Blake Sabring. Blake, uh, how's your evening going so far, pal? Going great. The Cubs are not trailing the Tigers yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, they're, uh, they're they're threatening in the top of the second. Runners on first and second, one out. So uh, maybe they can uh, get started in the right way. Or maybe uh, Rajay Davis steals a home run from Ross over the wall in the outfield. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Blake, congratulations, my friend, uh, for the ECHL honor. Oh, thank you. It was a, a nice surprise, something I, I never even thought about, you know, because as much as I chew on the league <laughs> for things, you know, right, right. you know, you never know, I guess. Well, uh-huh. now, so was it just writers? Uh, what, what was the exact award? I forget. Outstanding uh, uh, media for the season. Um, it's voted on by PR directors and beat writers and I think broadcasters, too. Very nice. Like, how much have you chirped? It was Tony cool. I mean, considering some of the people who won it before that I really, really respect, I mean, that was that was nice. How much have, how much have you chirped Coney about it at work with it? That you <laughs> not in the least. I voted for Coney for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, not in the least. I haven't seen him. Um, we've been doing different things. But, no, I, I voted for Coney. I, I think he deserves to win it, too. I mean, um Man, I mean, you know, you've got to figure, Coney and I probably write more stories. I mean, this is going to sound weird, but maybe more than the rest of the league combined. Right. You know, between the two of us. Because a lot of the other cities don't cover their teams regularly. They don't do anything off the road games. You know, they they don't, they certainly don't travel for the playoffs to all the games. Um, No, I mean, I mean, Coney and I try to treat it. We treat it like it's a major league thing. Well, you know what, and right, and rightfully so too, uh, Blake, because of obvious reasons, the the the, the nature of uh, of the Comet franchise and what it means to the city of Fort Wayne for over six decades, and uh, you know, I, most of your opponents in the ECHL and and the writers that write for them probably are very seasoned, but do they have as much experience with their team? Probably not. There's not there's not as much history. Uh, in, in a lot of those ECHL cities, as, as Fort Wayne has with the Comets here, and you guys have seen the evolution. Uh, not just yeah, the ECHL, and I've always the felt IHL like if you have the responsibility of having the Comets beat, that includes all sixty-four years. I mean, that means you do stuff with Mike Emmerich, and you do stuff like I was able to do last week about all the people who were at the Stanley Cup Finals who have Fort Wayne ties and. And, uh, you know, that means you write, you have to write some obituaries sometimes. Um, you know, there's a, that's part of the, part of the deal with covering the comments. What's more of an honor? Because I've never gotten an award, so I wouldn't really know. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it the actual award itself? I mean, having that award and being able to look at it, or is it the fact that your peers thought that you did the best job this season? That, that part was really cool. I mean, cause if, you know, I mean, if you if your peers respect you, that is you, you can't do anything better than that. You know, one of the neatest things that that's happened from this award is, I bet I've gotten notes from twenty five, thirty, thirty five former players about that's it. That's awesome. That is, it was incredible. I was shocked. I mean, uh, you know, Brent Henley sent me a note. You know, um, uh, these are. I mean, there's some guys who haven't played here in ten years who sent me a note. You know, mm-hmm. that is really neat. I mean, that that is that is very very humbling. Well, see, you know, and Coney's gonna. You know, I, I have a feeling. This is just my 
this is my suspicion, but I think Justin Cohn uh, has ticked off many opposing teams by his commentary with regard to obstructed views in press boxes in uh, in, <laughs> in, in, in other buildings. So he, he's probably not going to get PR directors love from other cities. <laughs> love well, it, you know, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think it. Coney has a lot of respect from people. I really do. I mean, oh, I yeah, he gets a little chirpy sometimes, but I mean, most of it's in fun, and I, I think he has a tremendous amount of respect out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I just. How hard is it for you to have to write uh, when when you're criticizing the comments or certain players, and then you have to spend so much time around them? Is that I, I know you've got your job to do, but how hard is it? Because it's hard not to develop friendships with these guys. It's hard not to like guys like Kaylee Schrock when he's around here, and it's hard to criticize him, but it's a job and you have to do that. What's it like for you when you, you see him or guys have, have, have you know, questioned you about that? Is that a, a rough, one of the hardest parts of your job? I've had players take swings at me before. Um, huh? But it, but we worked it out. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, it was funny. I followed Bud, Bud Gallmeyer. One of the things that Bud wrote, I think it was 73, 74, when, or maybe 74, 75, when they got off to an awful start. I mean, he just shredded them. And, uh, and there was uh, – his, his lead one day was something like, uh, there have been worse overall efforts among, from Comets games over the years, but I can't remember one. <laughs> and he come into the office the next day, and somebody said, you can't, you can't say that. That's editorializing. You just can't do that. And he goes, I went easy on him. You didn't see the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I learned from the best, you know, yeah. and it is part of the game. And it is learning not to pull any punches. I mean, I had Guy Dupuis once told me, he goes, well, we know if Blake's kicking our butt, we must have really deserved it. You know, because yeah. like Kent says, I always seem to beat him up with velvet gloves. Um there's a knack to it. I mean, I I try desperately not to go out of my way to name or criticize specific players or, you know, call them out much. Mm-hmm. But I've done that, too. I mean, Caputi and Lash, they had that coming. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of times, like, if I have a problem or a beef with Kaylee, I'll go talk to Kaylee about it before I ever write anything. Yeah. And I'll say, this is what I'm seeing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And... Ninety-nine times out of hundred, he'll get he'll he'll he won't agree or disagree. He'll say you got to write what you got to write. Well, and that's but I go thing. in thinking, I, I, trying to get his input on it. I'm not just, you know, most of the time I'm not just going out there ranting and raving. You know, I mean, there were a few, there've been a few times, but um, you know, Steve Warden told me a long, long time ago too. Another one of my mentors. You get older, you you really care a lot less. You know. Yeah. Um, what people think. If you know you're right, you don't really care. You know? I mean, and you got to stand up for yourself and, and your convictions. And, and uh, you know, coaches have tried to BS me over the years and stuff. And it's like, you know, Greg Pulaski, first time I ever met Chief, uh, we did an interview and he's saying something and I start grinning. And he goes, you're not buying it, are you? And I go, not a damn bit. And he goes, well, I'll never try to BS you again. That ain't going to work. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, you got to trust yourself. Yeah. Well, does that make sense? Yeah, it really does, boys, because, I mean, ultimately, if you know you're being honest, you know, how, yeah. how, how, how can that be wrong? You're being like honest. I make a, and I make a point, after I rip them, 
I show up at practice the next day after the stories come out. You know, you got something to say? I'm right here, boys. And I say to them, you know what? You don't like it? I can appreciate and respect that. But you also got to know when you do something great, I'm right there, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm right here. I'm not moving. I'll be here long after you guys are out of here. I'll be here. I was here before you got here. Um, You know, I mean, I try my darndest to be fair to everybody, fans, players, coaches, management, everybody. And it is not an easy thing all the time. And, you know, sometimes you just got to trust your gut. I'm talking to Blake Sebring, at Blake Sebring on Twitter, telling the comments blog, News Sentinel comment writer, Blake Sebring. So, you know, with the ECHL giving you this honor, uh, which story from this past ECHL season were you most proud of, Blake? Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Um, yeah, I'm asking you to remember things. Yeah, no kidding. You're asking me to remember 500 <laughs> stories. Because um, I didn't think of that one. That's a great question. <laughs> You know, because usually everybody asks, hey, what's your best story? And I'm like, hopefully the next one. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. I go into every day thinking, I hope I find that next great story. Right. You know, that's fun to tell and everybody gets a kick out of. And um, holy cow. You know, I, one I'm, I am especially proud of this year. Every year we go into the season and I try to find a general story that I can ask the guys about all of them so I can introduce myself and say, this is how I like to do things, um, and, and, and these are the kind of stories I like to tell. Well, this year I started off with, how, why did you pick the number you had? And, you know, because sometimes there's great stories behind why guys wear the certain numbers that they wear. And the absolute last guy I talked to was Will Lacoste. And... Um, he, because he wore a different number last year than he wore this year. This year he wore 53, and I was thinking, okay, you know, m- you know, maybe he signed late, maybe he just got that one. There was a specific reason he wore 53, is because it was the number of his best friend, who had died from cancer oh, a wow. couple years ago, and he wore 53 for him. And we have this great picture that we got to. Uh, I think it was uh, Gannon Bridget took it on opening night of, and Will started. And he's sitting there crying as they're introducing the opening lineups because he's wearing, he, t- he had texted his best friend's mom and told her he got the number finally. And he was talking about what it meant to him, and he's sitting there on the ice crying, you know, because it meant that much to him. That was cool. That was a, that was when he's telling me this story, I'm getting shivers, you know what I yeah. mean? Because I know that that's a story that means so much to him. And I, it, when he sent it all over Canada, I think. And it also is because that's the kind of story that everybody's going to want to read, not just Comets fans, not just hockey fans, not just the, the Will Lacoste fans. You know, I mean, you never know. You just never know each day when you go in there what you're going to find. That's enough to win you the award right there, Jesus. Yeah. yeah well, it was, it was amazing. I mean, and great I did answer. actually, I did win an award off of that story. And, you know, I don't even, you know, you don't go in looking for that. I just go try to tell the best story I possibly can. And I figure if I'm excited about it, the readers will be excited about it. No, and that's, that's the that's, best part of my job is that, you know, I know I've joked that it's not 8 to 5, and the worst part is it's not 8 to 5. But every day I get to do something new. I never get bored. 
You know, it's true. Award-winning columnist Blake Sebring Taylor in the comments uh, from the New Sentinel. So uh, Billy told me that, that, that you were excited to talk playoff beards. And this yeah. Year, I've seen a lack of playoff beards. Is, is, is that a trend that's going away? Oh, I don't think it'll ever go away. I mean, the I don't think it'll ever go away. Now, some guys are too young to grow them. You know, yeah. that happens. And Kaylee Schrock has rapid grow. He, you know, he tries to get – he starts early to jump the gun to see if he can get that thing sprouting, you yeah. know. Um, what, but, what was, Blake, what was the best playoff beard you ever saw a Comet player have? Oh, my God. Oh, just like, just, uh, you know, Chalker be... always sold it. I mean, he always had yeah. a great beard. Yeah, he, he he's did. got that dark hair. And then he wore the turtleneck sometimes, and that just, you know, he sold it. Yeah. Um, Chinner always had a great playoff beard. So did uh, Scott Gruel. Gabby mm-hmm. Boudreau never had anything. It was a joke. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, it just – some of these guys, they just, man, they just make it work, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, funny, some of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Al would get that Fu Manchu, and he'd look evil back there, you know, <laughs> with it and stuff. But the thing was, today, uh, the NBC sports head came out and said that he would like to see players um, consider not growing the playoff beers because it makes it hard for people to recognize them. Mm-hmm. And all the hockey people are up in arms and all this, and 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 I totally get where he's coming from. From a marketing standpoint, it's awful. And like, how do you sell the game that's like number four, number five in the U.S. when you've already got them wearing helmets and visors, and they're hard enough to recognize anyway? And yeah. even with HD cameras, you can't really tell who's who on the ice. How do you attract casual fans with that? I, I mean, I, I understand. I don't think he was slamming the game. I think he was just frust- showing how frustrated it is to try to, to to make it help to help the game move forward. This guy here's one of the guys who, more than anyone, wants the game to become more popular. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was his point. And I thought that was really interesting. It, it is interesting because uh, you are talking about you know the fair weather fans, yeah, or, or, or just new fans that don't tune in till the playoffs, right. and then all of a sudden. Uh, everybody's got a. Everybody looks like a lumberjack on the ice. On right, team. like like how many fans out there that are just casual fans could pick Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane out of a lineup? Yeah. Or Duncan Keith. I mean, could you pick out Duncan Keith? You know, here's possibly the best defenseman in the NHL, and I couldn't pick him out. Well, and, and, and you, let's go back to Colin Chalk. You know, former captain extraordinaire here in Fort Wayne, uh, now uh, head coach of the uh, Brampton Beast, uh, and good yeah. for him. Uh, but you know he looked very different, clean shaven, oh, yeah. close to the beard. I mean, just uh, like two different people. Maybe maybe you could say that they were cousins. But well, he if so you different. didn't go to a Comets game, you know, and you just watch the games on TV or listen to Bob, how would you know what the players would look like yeah. unless you got a subscription to the newspaper and saw the mug shots? You know, yeah. you wouldn't. You know. Unless you're a diehard and you hang around after the game and, and buy a program and, and watch the guys come out of the locker room and stuff. And even then, all the way to the end of the season, I have fans asking me, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? You know, yeah. because they don't recognize them without their helmets and masks and everything. And I think I, I'm not saying it'll ever change. Playoff periods are here forever. They're never going to change. But I'm not saying I, I think he had a good point. I really do. It was a fascinating discussion topic, I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. Who's, had the, who's had the worst Comet playoff beard of all time? Nick Boucher's ranks right up there, in my opinion, because it was just much red for me. But who has the worst Comet playoff beard of well, all time? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, 
you want me to start a war with Kaylee here? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> you know, I mean, he could talk well, about my hair, and I could talk about his beard. You know, I mean, uh, uh, um, said it. well, Gabby's was awful. Gabby, yeah. Gabby is—he's an all-timer that way. I mean, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, you know, uh, he's just yeah. Fletchy's, Fletchy's was pretty interesting too. Um, I'm afraid of him, so I'll just say interesting and leave it at that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean. It's it's you know it's funny. I got into this discussion the other day. Is and this is off topic. I'm sorry. It's a tangent, but I thought it was interesting. Is um, this guy says, well, even though the Comets were in seventh game and they were down, I just knew they were going to come back because they always come back in seventh games. Which Comets are you talking about? None of these guys have ever played the seventh games before. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are these are kids. Yeah. These are babies compared to those guys. Yeah. It's a totally different thing now. You know. Anyway, okay, off topic, back on topic. So I just thought that was interesting. You know, I mean, we have this perception that these guys are the same old comments, and and they're really not. They're really, really young. So, Hey, Blake, we we appreciate your time. Thanks for chiming in. Yeah, sorry uh, I got windy. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Uh, hey, we, we'd love we, we'd love for you to get out with us at Wrigley Field uh, again soon, uh, either a Friday or a Monday. Uh, get, getting you and Ben Smith uh, in a roundtable discussion, that was fantastic. I had a great that time. Was that was fun. That was a blast. we got to get Coney out there, too. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, we all – everybody disagrees with Coney, so, you know, you got to throw that out there. You know? <laughs> it's just fun, you know. I mean, that's part of the fun of this job is, you know, going to the rink every night. You never know what Coney and I are going to come up with, and we'll sit there and kibitz back and forth on it. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. and we have distinct, distinct uh, perspectives on it. And that, that's part of the fun of it, you know. Exactly. Exactly. The personality differences. I mean, between uh, the two of us, you know, Fort Wayne fans are. Uh, this gonna, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I mean, there's a lot to choose from there. That's cool. You know, you get. I mean, you know, you know, at the big papers, they have two or three people covering of the Blackhawks or the Cubs or the Bears. We've got one each at each paper, but we kind of serve the serve the same function that way. Sure. 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 You know, I think I really do. I said the other day. I said it's just like the comments and walleye. We both push each other to 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 be better than we knew we could. You know, I really believe that. Well, and I, and I firmly believe too, uh, because obviously you guys are both friends of the show. But uh, you guys are you, you guys are both class individuals that do a great job for uh, for the city of Fort Wayne with regard to uh, being the echo and the voice of uh, what's happening with common hockey. So. Uh, kudos on the award, my friend, and, and enjoy awesome. the. Hey, are you going to watch? Are you been watching the Stanley Cup Finals, or are you watching the Cubs? Actually, this is Cubs the fight. Is the first game I've had a chance to watch. Oh, I watched like five minutes Saturday night, and that was it. Because I've just I've had, it's like crazy. You know, I work every weekend during the season, and then during the off season, it's like I got all these weddings and graduations and stuff to go to. It's like right. I just it hasn't slowed down. It's kind of crazy. Like this weekend, I'm going to Indy for state tennis and softball, and it's like the high school season never ends. Well, hey, man, we'll enjoy the Stanley Cup game you get to watch tonight. Uh, I know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, although Cubs are up one nothing, it's going to be really hard to turn over from that. You know? <laughs> I know. All right, man. Blake Sebring. All right, you guys uh, be good. Always a pleasure. Take care, pal. Uh, All right. Find, it, find him on Twitter, at Blake Sebring. Uh, he is telling the Comets blog. Part of uh, the New Sentinel and, and NewSentinel.net. Uh, good dude, fun stuff, well deserved of his honor. Humble. Um, uh, he, he's definitely opinionated. I like what he said too, because 
you know, he and Coney do kind of have to push each other, keep each other honest, if you will, with regard to uh, the portrayal of the comets to us, uh, uh, those that are reading what they write with, with regard to comet hockey. Well, not only that, but if you're if you're if you're Blake, you know, you talk, you talk about you know the big papers having three or four people, you know, going out, you know, report on the same team. He right. his article comes out after Coney every day, you know, right. and so he's he's got you know extra pressure to make it different than what Coney said in the morning. You know, you've got. You've got to still get your opinion out there without echoing, you know, what he said. So, you know, it, it, Blake's a great dude. I love the fact that before you even introduce him, he's chirping at me. Before you yeah, I know. I know. Jeez. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He's one, of the, he's one of the few guys that whenever I chat with him, though, or whenever I see him or chat with him or, or texting, he always says, hey, tell Mo hi. And I'm like, like what? Like Mo's my wife or something like that? Hey, tell, yeah. tell Mo hi for me. That's all. I love Blake. <laughs> Blake's a good dude. All right, stick around. We've got uh, one more segment before the hour ends. Uh, got a, a special guest at the top of the hour. Uh, is it Justin Pesci, like as in yep, Joe Justin Pesci? Pesci. Yep. yep, Justin Pesci, who is a professional poker player. He's out there getting all jacked up for the World Series of Poker, which is such a fun event. And, I, you know, I would love to play. I was in the tournament one time, got down to the final eight people to win a seat out there, and I, I biffed it away, just like I do. I mean, it was obvious yeah. that's what I was going to do, and I did it. Well, we'll get to that uh, at the top of the hour, but more on the Stanley Cup Finals next uh, as uh, they're getting ready to face off in Chicago, Game 4. Uh, so stick around. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. There's Facebook pages as well. And uh, we're going to take a break and finish up hour number one next. It's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham. And let them help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. 
When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I I think that he is a, a borderline psychotic at this point. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Wednesday night edition. Coming up after the uh, top of the hour, Justin Pesci, professional poker player, out getting all set for the World Series of Poker main event. We'll talk to him coming up and tonight as well. Game four, the Stanley Cup final. The Madhouse on Madison is the location that must win. And it sounds so cliche, but tonight is a must win for Chicago. They can't drop two in a row on their home ice. Or uh, this series might be uh, just as well over. Tampa Bay and those young kids have got a lot of confidence coming into tonight's game. So we'll see if the Blackhawks can uh, can step up and take one back on their home ice. They they picked up one in Tampa and come right home and uh, and lose that first game back on home ice. It's got to be somewhat deflating, I would assume, for the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Um... They're not going to keep Taves and Cave down. Uh, Taves and Cave down. Uh, Taves and Kane down. Thank you very much. Sure. I speak. I speak for a living. Uh, this whole series, and you know, based on all the interviews I've seen, you know, we're talking about a Blackhawk team largely intact uh, that's in its third Stanley Cup in six years, and and they're not going to get rattled. Uh, if any team's comfy from a a 2-1 deficit, it's going to be the Blackhawks. And they're not going to get rattled. They're not going to overreact. Uh, I know you, you want to pull Corey Crawford, man. Uh, you're dying to pull Corey Crawford. But, you know, that 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 can kind of send the wrong message if it's not done right. I, I, I think it's too soon to overreact if you're the Blackhawks. You stay calm. You go out there. You put the puck on net. And you hope good things happen if you keep playing well. Right, but I think if you get down by three goals at some point in this game in the first or second period, you make a switch, especially if they're routine goals. I know, you know, if they're impossible ones, you're right, you stay with them. But I think at some point you've got to show your team that you're going to make changes to win this game. Yeah, it all depends on the circumstances. If, if it looks like Crawford's definitely rattled, absolutely you pull the trigger uh, because that's going to make the rest of the team competent, just making a change. Uh, it all depends on how that would occur. But, I mean, obviously that's a situation – you know, that's in essence a three-touchdown lead. Yeah, that's a good time to pull a goalie. That's kind of a no-brainer, Mo. Way to go out on the limb there. You know, three-nothing, and then you're going to pull the goalie? But, no, I'm saying Chicago's a team that if they're down a couple, I'm okay with that. And even if they're down three, you maybe you leave Crawford in. But if he's letting those routine goals go by like he has in the last two games, it's time to get his ass out. Maybe you do it after the first goal. If it's a routine shot that he just can't see, maybe that's when you do it. You've got to make a change, though, at some point to show the home crowd and to show your team that you're, you're all in. Um, well, um, we, we shall see. I firmly believe that we're going to see a great hockey game tonight uh, yeah. um, because because of everything already mentioned. You know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are, are, are the newbies here, but they, they certainly seem like they're not going to get rattled easy. Uh, they lost the first game of this series on their ice, and uh, that was after they'd scored first, and that had never happened. If anything was going to rattle those Lightning in these finals, that would have done it. Now they got a 2-1 series lead, and they're in Chicago hoping for another one tonight. So they're relaxed, but I also believe the Blackhawks are relaxed. There's urgency. There's definitely a sense of urgency, 
in a 2-1 series and you're on your own ice uh, and you trail, but nevertheless, they're going to be relaxed. Right. You know, when we talked the other night how important it was, we thought, for Tampa Bay to go up there and get on goal early. Tonight, has it shifted? Is it is it, it you know, so important that Chicago gets on the board first tonight? Is that even though they're at home, even though they're they're veterans when it comes to pressure like this, is it really important tonight for this Chicago team that they get a shot past Bishop early on and get that first goal on the board? Not necessarily. I mean, it would be nice, but it's not, you know, imperative for their success this evening. No. Um, I, I think it's important that they continue to do the things uh, that they do well, uh, and that's crisp passing, and, and that's uh, playing good defense, and uh, and that's being opportunistic. Uh, that, the Blackhawks are one of the most opportunistic teams in NHL history. I mean, I've watched these dudes, and uh, and I'm impressed by all facets of their game. You know, the, the one head scratcher in Blackhawk history, I say it every year, has been the goaltender. They just don't have that 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 Hall of Famer or that that airtight goaltender that everybody hopes to have when they're this deep in the playoffs. But it, it it's never hurt the black, or at least it hasn't hurt the Blackhawks yet. Yeah, you know, I I sound like I'm overreacting, but as a fan too, you know, it's it's uh it's hard, you know, it, it's hard to sit there and watch it watch it just can you know the, the same things happen two games in a row. It makes me feel like you know. Uh, they're willing just to stay status quo because, you know, Corey Crawford has been the man, you know, and so they're willing to just yeah. to let it stay. But it, it makes so confusing then the move made in the first series against Nashville. Why why pull Crawford early on and let that rookie finish the series? It, it, it doesn't make sense to me, you know. It, it's like, okay, this is now where you work to get to. Why are you not willing to make a change? Right. Um, well, I mean, Quinville's had it figured out for quite some time, saw a very, very cool stat since he's taken over as head coach in 2008. Um, well, obviously, they're playing for their third Stanley Cup, and that's impressive enough. But when you look at the Blackhawks' record since 2008, uh, when the Quinville era began, they're 30-30. and 30. They're 30-30 30 and 30 in games one through three. They're 40-14 and 14 in games four through seven. So they know how to finish a series. Uh yeah, I, I would say I would say so, and, it, and it's hard to be you know critical of your own team, but it, it's hard to to watch that too. But again, against Anaheim, they dropped games on their home ice too. But tonight, to me, if, if the Blackhawks, I know how resilient they are, and uh, uh, I know how re, uh, resilient uh, you know you know they are, and you're not even a fan of them. But I think they lose tonight, and this series is over. But I don't know if you saw the the breaking news come out of Chicago. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning's goalie Ben Bishop will not play tonight due to an undisclosed injury. He's out uh, of the game tonight. Well, you know why? Because he's too tall. You dick. <laughs> uh, anybody, listening, anybody listening last night uh, probably thought that was somewhat amusing after we spent 10 minutes talking about, you know, the advantages or or not of being a 6'7 netminder. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Sharaki and ask him so he can come on here and throw it in your face unless he says that I'm wrong <laughs> and then we'll never speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, I tell you what. Uh, back to what I was saying about you know what, what I perceive to be uh, an excellent game tonight. Um, we do have two great teams going head to head. I mean, th- th- there's a ton of talent on that Tampa Bay Lightning team, and uh, you know maybe there's teams with you know 
more star power. Maybe maybe you could talk New York Rangers. Maybe you could talk Montreal Canadiens. Maybe you could talk Detroit Red Wings, for that matter. But, uh, you know, the captain, Steven Stamkos, might be one of the few names known well in the National Hockey League world, but largely a bunch of unknown guys, uh, very, very talented. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the beginning of the Tampa Bay Lightning era. Right, you know, and like we talked about a bunch of these, uh, all these young guys, but one is under contract for, you know, three to four more years. And the thing to me, you know, a lot of people want to see the Rangers and Blackhawks. They want to see two of the original six go out for the Stanley Cup. But I, I think maybe I was one of the few that was ex- super excited to see Tampa Bay get through because I thought this would be a much better series. And Tampa Bay, as we've talked about numerous times, took that amazing road to get there through Detroit, through Montreal, and through New York. So it, to me, this is a series that I wanted to see. Yeah, um, well, obviously, so far, so good. Uh, We've seen some great games. We've got a game four that faces off here in just a couple of minutes at the Madhouse on Madison. And, um, you know, I I don't know. Um, I I don't think the Blackhawks have to score first. I do think they're going to win the game tonight. I mean, they've lost two in a row for the first time in these playoffs. I think they respond tonight. I think they take care of home ice tonight uh, against the Lightning, whether they score first or not. Yeah, and I hope you're right. I really hope tonight that you're right with that prediction. All right. Uh, Let's get a break in, and then uh, we'll start hour number two with a special guest by the name of Justin Pesci. Does he amuse us? No, no. It's a different different spelling than Joe Pesci, too, isn't it? P-E-C-H-I-E, is it? Yeah, and and I asked uh, his publicist, I'm like, so does he say it like Pesci? She's like, yep, just like Joe Pesci. Like, like mm-hmm. it's funny? Like funny like a clown? Like I'm going to make you laugh? <laughs> um, uh, all right, so Justin Pesci, poker player extraordinaire, talking World Series of Poker, uh, which, is it a sport? Is it a sport, Mo? Is poker a no. sport? Nope, game of skill. Game? I love it, but a game of skill. Yeah. All right, well, hey, wh- what are you going to do, huh? Uh, at any rate, um we, we've got lots more to get to with the NBA Finals. We barely even scratched the surface of our observations after the uh, first three games. Uh, but we'll get to that before the uh, show ends tonight. And we're also uh, definitely uh, going to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals, which uh, are getting underway here real, real soon. So uh, i tell you what, we're going to have a good time with our guest next. And uh, his name is Justin Pesci. Uh, Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. With you weeknights from 7 to 9, whether you've tuned in Blog Talk Radio at, at the uh, bssportshow.com website or whether you checked out Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. We thank you very much for tuning in. And hour number two is next. It's the BS Sports Show. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um, Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? 
That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Shop your way, members. Get big gas savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and Road Trips and the Scenic Route and Swimming and Weekly Car Washes and Making Connections and Unexpected Speed Dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is Gary Snyder from The Gary Snyder Show, and I have a couple of important questions for you. Do you need some extra cash, and do you have any scrap metal laying around? If you answered yes to either question, which we know you did, after all, this is Indiana, then you need to give Clarks a call today, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks wants all of your scrap metal, broken down appliances, old cars, computer parts, copper, aluminum, and even your old cell phones. If it's scrap and if it's metal, Clarks wants it, and they will pay top dollar for it. Clarks is located at 100 Heightsfield Street in Huntington, and they are open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 p.m. Or just give them a ring, 260-356-8314. That's 260-356-8314. Clarks, they want all of your scrap metal. Chapman's Brewing Company is Northeast Indiana's newest microbrewery. Located in Angola, Indiana, Chapman's is what it means to be local. Chapman's recently launched their American Ale Cider that is a unique combination of malted barley, Cascade hops, and fresh apple juice that appeals to both beer drinkers and cider lovers alike. It is truly more than a beer and more than a cider. Three sips and you'll understand why we love it too. Visit Chapman'sBrewing.com for a retailer nearest you. The BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show when they pay me. So much more than just a show. It's Life itself, it is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. And welcome back to hour number two. Mo Time, my partner in crime, is at Mo Radio Show on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. We've got Facebook pages as well. And uh, we got a special guest on the line with us right now. Uh, and he, this guy... Uh, has $1.3 million in wins as a poker player. So I'd say he knows what he's doing uh, with a deck of cards. He's in Vegas right now for the World Series of Poker. It's Justin Pichy. Justin, how are you doing tonight, man? Good. How are you guys? Doing doing well. Doing well. So this is the biggie. This is the, this is the Super Bowl for poker players, man. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the one we get ready for every year. 
the 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 vibe has got to be unlike anything other, you know, with all the the paparazzi and photographers and cameras and everything going on. It's probably really hard to stay in your game when there's so many distractions. Yeah, um, this is basically what every poker player um, dreams about playing, and um, you know, some some people don't get to play it every year, so the, when they do, it's just like you know, it's like a life event for them, and all the camera crews are there, and um, you know, it's just a really big deal for for Vegas and, and poker in general. You know, it's so crazy that you know poker blew up, and the guy that the people look back to is Chris Moneymaker. Uh, when did the poker bug hit you? Was it after after this uh, this became huge and a huge event on ESPN? How did how did the poker bug bite you? Uh, I think it was a little bit before Chris Moneymaker. Actually, it was the uh, the World Poker Tour. Yeah, I want to say oh, it was around. Uh, I don't know, 2003, maybe right before Chris Moneymaker or one. And um, I know I, I just really got into it. I really like, I always played cards uh, mostly with my grandmother, and I was always, you know, into card games. And for some reason, it just, there's just something about it. Um, like, it's very simple to learn, so you don't really need to, to spend much time learning the game just to get into it and be excited about it. So I guess I guess that's what drew me in to begin with. Yeah, uh, talking to Justin Pichy, uh at the World Series of Poker. Uh, so, what are your plans for the World Series of Poker, Justin? Um, basically, I try to play all of the events with a, a buy-in of, of three thousand or under that are no limit hold'em, mm-hmm. and uh, depending on how I do in each event, um, that'll affect the number of events I play. Just because you know, if you if you do really well, it's going to take up more than than one day. So. I actually, uh, last week, I, was, I played in one tournament that took four days, so I missed a couple that I wanted to play, but in the end, it was worth it. Yeah, you know, most pro poker players, uh, also a lot of them love uh, the game of Omaha, too, which you can play at the World Series of Poker. Are, are you a, an Omaha player, or do you do you stay away from that game? I'm a, I probably should be staying away from that game. I, I'd call myself <laughs> an aspiring Omaha player. It's, uh, it's, it's weird because the... The, the structure of the game is the exact same in, in the betting and all that, but um, it's it's completely different in the fact that you get four cards instead of two, and you have to use exactly two, and it's just a uh, it's just a completely different game than um than hold'em. Yeah, uh, so so you would call yourself a hold'em specialist? Yeah, I don't I don't play anything other than hold'em. Yeah, uh, so I mean, obviously there, there there's. There's luck involved. I don't know if luck's the right word. There's, you know, just the way the cards fall involved. I mean, you can be as much of a genius as you want, and right. sometimes something happens uh, that that's beyond your control. You made the right move. You just couldn't control, you know, what your opponent had in his hand. Yeah, and uh, in poker, we like to call that variance. It's just yeah. the, the natural swings of the game, especially when you're playing um, field sizes as big as the World Series with, you know, two thousand. I just played the one that had seventy five hundred people. There's, you're just going to have to get extremely lucky, no matter how good you are, to get that far. And you're going to have to be put. And I mean, you could call them lucky situations where, you know, if you pick up aces and another good player picks up kings, you just it's lucky in that in that specific situation to be to be in that situation. Talk, 
Talking with pro poker player Justin Pichy, over $1.3 million in winnings, getting psyched up for the World Series of Poker, which starts out in Vegas here. Uh, you know, some pro poker players, you know, they use a lot of the math that, that's involved. Uh, some players, you know, just use their, their ability to read people. Some people, some pros use the ability, you know, both things together. What, what, what do you rely on when it comes down to in a hand with somebody? What do you bluff? Is it, is, do you look at the odds? Do you use the math that's involved, the, the ability to read somebody, or do you use a combination of both? Um, I'd say a combination of both. When I, I've actually been playing professionally for, I want to say, close to 12 years now. So um, the knowledge of the game has grown so much that back then when I started playing, no one really understood the, the deep mathematics of it. So you basically had to, re- to develop some sort of feel or some sort of, of way to read people without actually, you know, knowing the breakdown of the math of the game. But as the game's progressed and everybody's gotten better and, you know, you could some videos online and it would blow your mind, like, the way people can break the game down now. So I've, I'm transitioning right now. You know, it's it's, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a transition, but I'm getting to the point now where I, I'm really comfortable with the math. At that point, it's most of what I use, but I'm still going to be taking other things into account. Yeah. Talking to a pro poker player, Justin Peachy in Vegas, where the World Series of Poker is underway. And uh, we thank you for tuning in on the BS Sports Show on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. Uh, Justin, so, you know, the $10,000 buy-in table, what, what's that, uh, July 5th, I believe, uh, you know, the, 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 big, the big event, the main event, yeah. if you will, the one that's on ESPN and everybody's watching all around the world. Uh, but there's ways to get into that without the $10,000 buy-in, isn't there? Yeah, there's... um. There's not many people actually who are who are playing that tournament who will get a hundred percent of what they cash for, just right. because the size of the buy-in is so big. Um, you know, you could buy in for ten thousand cash, but not many people can do that. There's um, people run home games where you know you get twenty people who all put up five hundred apiece, mm-hmm. and you run your own little private tournament, and whoever wins that moves on to the big one. And um, also, what's really um, common in tournament poker is people sell pieces of themselves to where, you know, if I, if, if you want to invest in me, you could, you know, give me $500 and I'll give you, for example, in the $10,000 main event, I'll give you 5% of whatever I win at the end of the day. And, um, that's uh, that's pretty big right now. Is the sponsorship still, I mean, I know a couple of years ago, sponsorships, especially for pro poker players, it was huge. And then, you know, website, online poker took a bit of a hit. Is is that still prevalent to today, the, the sponsorships for the, the pro players? Uh, it is, but not nearly in the way it used to be. Um, with poker stars and, and Full Tilt having to back out of basically advertising in the U.S., they don't really have the revenue or, or really the the need to do it because just the the legal issues of it and the fact that, you know, if you have all these Americans seeing your logo, it doesn't really do much for them if you can't go on and actually deposit and play. Yeah. Uh, Justin Pichy, um you've been doing this for 12 years, you said, but yeah. you know, who, who, were you the, who, who were you most in awe of when you were out there uh, at the World Series of Poker? You know, it may have been the first year. It, it may have been, you know, after your first couple of years, but but, but which poker stud were you in most awe of out there? Uh, I would say two. I was, the, the first person to bring me, who, who like captivated me to get me into the game, would would be Daniel Negreanu, just because of his personality and, um, you know, he's really talkative when you see him on TV. He's really friendly. Yeah. It just shows you that you know 
even though it's a game where you're trying to take everybody's money, that, um, you know, you can still have fun and you can still enjoy yourself and you can still be friends even after you take someone's money, you know? And um, I guess also Phil Ivey is a person who I've grown to, to respect just from the fact that, you know, he's been doing it forever and he can pretty much play any game he wants and um, be the best player in the game, which is, it? it's really hard to do. Does Does everybody hate Phil Hellmuth? <laughs> no, no. Um, he's actually a really good guy. Uh, yeah. It's just he, he's just so content on winning that anything that gets in the way of him winning just just sparks something inside of him that is a thrill to watch. Yeah. Is it to the point to now? You know, obviously, you know, I remember big hands that I've won, but I I remember every single big hand that I a bad beat that I've had. What's the craziest poker hand you've been involved in? Whether it was a, where you took a huge score off somebody, or it was a bad beat. Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, I guess the worst beat I've ever taken. I was it was day three of the World Series main event, and um, I had pocket eights, and I was um, heads up against one player. The flop was jack eight four, which I only lose to pocket jacks at that point, and. Um, I think I bet the flop and he called. The turn was a jack. And I was pretty sure he had a jack, but I wanted to make sure that the river card was, wasn't was a four or something because at that point I would be, um, they call it counterfeit basically, because he would have three jacks and two fours, which would beat my three eights and two jacks. Right. So he bet and I called and the river was a jack. So there were three jacks on board at the end. So I actually just had to like check fold. Oh, it wasn't yeah. a really big pot, but um, it could have it propelled me into a really big stack if, the river was anything other than a jack or a four. Oh. Oh. Good stuff. Well, hey, man, best of luck to you out there in Vegas at the World Series of Poker. How can people track what you're doing? Uh, are you active on Twitter or Facebook? Yeah, or I'm on Twitter. You can follow me um, at Lushel. It's L-O-O-S-H-L-E. And um, if you're interested in, in buying pieces of me or, or any other top pros, um, I'm working with a site right now. It's ustake.com, Y-O-U. S-T-A-K-E dot com and um, you can go on there and deposit money and like I said how people sell pieces you uh, you can get on there and, and buy pieces of players as good as Greg Raymer and um, I'm on there there's a Greg Merson I know he won the main event about three years ago there's a lot of good players you can go on there and, and check it out and maybe get a piece of the action uh, I need before we let you go I need your your opinion because I tried to tell people I was a pro poker player before and what happened, I was playing all the time, so I lost my job because I didn't show up because I was playing in some tournaments. So I didn't have a job <laughs> for six months and didn't have to play poker. Does that consider me a pro, or am I was just a loser who lost his job because he played too much poker? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know you well enough to answer that question honestly, but I would <laughs> say there's loser. a lot of people who don't, know, who don't do anything other than play poker and call themselves a professional poker player. <laughs> but uh, I guess I would define it by making enough money to live off of. There you go. There you go. Well, that's not you, Mo. Uh, yeah, no, hey, no, no. Justin, Sorry, thanks, thanks very much for your time, my friend. Uh, again, uh, we'll hopefully see you do big things out here at the World Series of Poker 2015, pal. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Take care. Uh, good dude, man. I, I like how that you can you can get interactive with the World Series of Poker. Uh, what do you say? You stake? You stake dot com. Yeah. You can you can buy in on on, on participants. That's cool. Bro, I'm already on it right now. <laughs> that, that, uh, are you really? Oh God, are you kidding me? I heard yeah. that, and I was I was just mesmerized for a second. I didn't hear anything that was said before I asked that last question. I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs>
Yeah, would you good stake, stuff. Would, you bet on, would you bet on me? Would you buy a piece of me if I was out there playing? Hell no. Hell yeah, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't either. <laughs> That'd be an awful buyer. You would get yeah. bad beer. Stick around. Stick around. We're going to get a break in uh, Stanley Cup game number four underway in Chicago. Uh, we've got a, a, a spanking underway in Detroit. Uh, the Cubs up on the Tigers in this little two-game series. You know, it's it's looking like they're going to split, so you, the bet's going to be a wash here, pal. That's good because that means that, uh, you know, should Cleveland win the NBA Finals, I'll be three straight on you when I couldn't win one. <laughs> <sighs> Victory is so sweet. Stick around. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. And uh, we're going to get a break in in hour number two uh, on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. This is a bad show. They worked really hard, and it didn't make it good. It's the BS Sports Show. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show Wednesday night. If you uh, missed anything that went on tonight, our conversation with uh, award-winning journalist Blake Sebring, who follows the Fort Wayne Comets for the new Sentinel, or with uh, professional poker player Justin Pichy, uh you can go back to the bssportshow.com and uh, hear it on demand anytime that you'd like. And, uh, you know, if you're not an NHL fan tonight, do yourself a favor, A, and check out the game. But if you watch nothing else, 
watch uh, the National Anthem and how it's done. If you miss it, watch it on YouTube because the National Anthem in Chicago is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's very stirring. Uh, so much power. And, you know, they kind of they kind of break tradition in Chicago, and it's okay where there's yelling and screaming going on throughout the National Anthem instead of, you know, typical situations where, you know, there's there, there's quiet until the very last line of the National Anthem. No, they're screaming and yelling throughout the entire National Anthem, and that's just because the singer is so powerful. Such a cool tradition at the Madhouse on Madison, for sure, man. I, I'm with you on that one, Mo. I'm on uh, U-Steak. You know, the, our, our previous guest, Justin Pichy, the pro poker player, said you can buy steaks. What do you think that $7.30 will get us? Anything? <laughs> no. Maybe double your money. Yeah. If you're I, lucky. I, not even that. Nah, it's all yeah. I got. It's a, it's a waste of time. Uh, uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a Patriots fan. He's got a big Tom Brady jersey on his Twitter account. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Doesn't it kind of turn it into... Uh, like fantasy football, but better. Uh, yeah, you can win. The, the, yeah, I mean, you are literally, you know, a partner in, in someone uh, at the main event. I think that's an awesome thing. Well, yeah, it's like buying, I don't know if, you, if you've if you seen this company, Fantex, where you can buy pieces of, of certain uh, pro football players and pro athletes. You know, I've got, uh, I've got uh, I think, 30 shares of Vernon Davis. You know, and I, I got this, I made a little bit of money last year, a little bit. Nice. No, yeah, it's a very cool thing, very cool thing. But this is totally different, man, because you can do this, you know, nonstop at different events and pick and choose. This, I, I can see myself getting addicted to this website very quickly. <laughs> I'm going well, to be out on the street begging for money to go on you stake. It, it'll definitely keep you all in on the World Series of Poker, too, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, a nice night nice, uh, alliteration there, by the way, too. All righty. Um, we got a scoreless game just underway in Chicago. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that we see uh, Kane and Taves uh, break out of their slump. What? They've got one point between them uh, three games into the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and, and these games have been good and close, too. And, and, and there's virtually been nothing from uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. So. You know, when that changes, I, I, that's when the momentum changes for the Chicago Blackhawks, in my mind. Yeah, you know, and maybe, like we talked about last night, you know, I, I was uh, I was for a goaltender change in Chicago, but maybe it's one of those subtle changes again uh, where you, you drop Patrick Kane to that second line and move Marion Hosa in there and, and get a, a guy who's been there, done that, and maybe maybe you pop him up there. Just make a, a subtle switch in the lines, which could uh, spark some offense. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, I, I, you, you got to admit, it's probably hard for you as a Blackhawk fan, Mo, uh, because obviously you have a rooting interest. But um, uh, you got to be impressed with the Stanley Cup Finals through three games thus far with how these teams match up. Yeah, nothing's been out of hand. Everything's been close, and it's been exciting because at the end of the day, you know, obviously you want your team to win, but at the end of the day, you want a great series. You know, the 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 NBA Finals had had every opportunity to become an awful series, and it hasn't. And this series, you know, anybody who follows hockey thought, man, this is going to be a really fun matchup. And I, like I said, I think it's the best matchup we could have gotten. And uh, it has been great. And Tampa Bay's fun to watch. I mean, you know, regardless, if your team's going to lose, I'd rather lose to a really talented, fun team, you know, as opposed to losing to a guys with a bunch of old uh, crotchety veterans on there that aren't very much fun to watch. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, so there are various opinions as to um, 
as to you know why the Blackhawks are down two games to one. Some say it would be that you know the Tampa Bay Lightning have done a good job of bottling up Caves and uh, Taves and Kane, and and to the point where even Joel Quinville's shifting things up a little bit with those guys, trying to get something sparked. Uh, to me, that 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 means the Blackhawks are on the defensive. Well, you you can't be on the defensive when you're down two games to one in the series. You got to be on the offensive. Uh, already two shots on net for the Lightning in this game, none for the Blackhawks. Uh, you got to pick and choose your battles, but you got to be on the offensive. You, you got to—I don't know, man. I'm still that guy that says you got to go with the horses that, that that got you there. Right, you know, and maybe it's on criticism of Corey Crawford because he has had to defend so many shots. You know, and like Blake Sebring said earlier in the first hour, that they have possibly the best defenseman in the NHL in Duncan Keith, but you know, he's played. A, insane minutes almost like lebron in in that game seven uh, game six and game seven against anaheim he played almost 40 minutes which is insane for a hockey player that's you know double what most hockey players play in a game and uh you know this cat's been an iron man all year and, and maybe he's finally run out of gas you know you talk about you know how awesome the athletes are in soccer and basketball being on skates and that many extra games you got to run out of gas yeah um then again i think we made the correlation with the uh with the Cleveland Cavaliers last night that they would be the team more likely to be out of gas uh, with the series shifting back to Cleveland on only one day's rest. But it looked almost like the Warriors were gassed and a little lethargic last night in my mind. So you just never know, you know, how things are going to be handled and what's going to happen and, uh, and, and how it all transpires in spite of what, you know, should happen, what, what should happen doesn't always happen. Well, and that's the part about this part of the year, which is so much fun, because you've got, you know, two of the best teams playing for the finals, and it happens, you know, in most sports, that the best teams rise to the top. And that's what makes it so fun, because it's so unpredictable. After after they lose Kyrie Irving, after losing Kevin Love, most people thought, and rightfully so, that the Cavs should be done. You know, most people thought mm. that Tampa, the, the hard road they've had, and, you know, they let teams take them to seven games, that they should be done. And they're not. These teams have persevered, and that's what makes this, these, these finals in both of these sports so much fun. Yeah, no question about it. And you could almost argue that um, that the, the NBA finals have been a more competitive finals than the Stanley Cup finals. Not that the Stanley Cup finals have been disappointing, uh, but all those hockey fans out there that are always saying, oh, the Stanley Cup finals are way better than the NBA finals. Well, uh, that's not the case this year. We're seeing two good finals, uh, top seeds uh, going head-to-head and, and, and great matchups, uh, intriguing matchups in both the NHL and NBA. I love both these finals matchups. I, I do, too. I think part of what hurt it last year is how, even though San Antonio's great, they're boring. And so you've got a young, fast uh, you know, team in, in Golden State, and you've got a young, fast team in, in Tampa Bay, and they've made it uh, you know, entertaining. And as much as we as a country love the Super Bowl, is it hard to argue that maybe the NBA or the NHL Stanley Cup final are better because you've got that shift back and forth, you get numerous games to decide it, and it's so unpredictable as opposed to where you got the big event in the Super Bowl and it's great, but you got one. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, more often than not, we see a competitive Stanley Cup final. We, we see. Uh, we see exciting hockey from start to finish, and 
You know, very rarely see sweeps. You know, you'll see a four-game sweep in the NBA Finals. As a matter of fact, last time LeBron was wearing number 23 in Cleveland, he was swept. So those kind of things happen uh, more often in, in the NBA than the uh, than the NHL. Uh, but I think there's always a great story, too, attached to the Stanley Cup Final. Whether it's like, uh, you know, not last year's L.A. Kings team, but uh, three years ago uh, when the L.A. Kings were the last team to qualify for the playoffs. I mean, the absolute last team, and usually the last team that qualifies for the playoffs, you say to yourself, wow, good for you. You made it in, but see ya. Uh, And then they end up winning the Stanley Cup. That's crazy. An eight seed winning the Stanley Cup. It's crazy. Agreed. And they had a a young goaltender in Jonathan Quick. And those guys, you know, they they acted like rock stars, which was cool. You know, you kind of had, you know, not really like a bad boys uh, Pistons type team, but you had guys who were, just acted like rock stars, and it was cool. They were cool to, to watch and cool to be a fan of. They they made hockey, you know, even cooler that year because you know hockey dudes normally are pretty cool athletes, right? But these dudes, man, they carried themselves like rock stars out in L.A. How you would expect an L.A. team to be, and it they were fun. Yeah, and and no question about it. And when you look at the uh, the finals in the NBA and the NHL right now, you got two very very fun teams. You got two very very fun teams in each of the leagues that are competing for a championship. And, um, uh, and, and there's intrigue and there's the upstart. And then there's the, 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 the team that, that has the experience, you know, and, and, and you can never count out one over the other, even though, you know, it's easy to do. For instance, the, uh, the, the, the team that has the experience, I guess, is the Cavaliers just because of LeBron uh, but the Warriors are the better team. But then yeah, the same thing with the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, the the experienced team is the Blackhawks trying to win their third cup in six years. But maybe the better team talent-wise is the upstart Lightning. So similarities with the uh, Stanley Cup Final Series and the uh, NBA Final Series. Yeah, you know, and, and if I could sit back right now and handpick it and exchange any of these teams out to put somebody else in, the only one, and just of selfish geographical reasons, you know, reasons I could think of, would substituting the, the Red Wings into that Tampa Bay spot just because, you know, it would be great for, you know, you and I as teams of the, fans of those teams or, or this area, and two of the original six would be fun. But I can't think of another NBA team that I would switch into either one of those positions. And, and honestly, right now, I can't think of another NHL team other than Detroit to, for those reasons that I would put in this. I think we've got the two best possible matchups we could I'll have go gotten. I'll along with you on that analysis. I don't yeah. agree with you often, but I agree with you there. You know what I mean? Because Detroit would be fun because of personal selfish reasons. It may not be a great matchup, Chicago and Detroit right now, but it would be fun. Either way, I don't, I don't think we, we got the best of both worlds right here. We got the, you know, I think the two best matchups we could possibly ask for. Last year, it could be argued that you could switch out San Antonio for somebody else just to, just to see. But I like both, both series, man. I, and I, I can't wait every day. I look forward to that night uh, getting ready for game time. All right, well, stick around. we got a lot to get to in the final half hour of your Tuesday edition. Wait, today's Wednesday, isn't it? Wow. (laughs) Cool, it's hump day. Hey, you know what day it is? Hey, 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 you know what day it is? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Uh, Yeah, stick around. One half hour remains, and we'll get to everything else going on in the world of sports next. Uh, Oh, of course, with a little more on the NHL and the uh, NBA Finals. So stick around. Mo Times, MO Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The Fan. Find us on Facebook as well. Find us at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill every Monday and Friday from 7 to 9. We'd love for you to come out and say hi. 
while we're out at the Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar to start and end the week, seven to nine Mondays and Fridays. Uh, and as always, uh, seven to nine weekdays, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Stick around. we got one half hour left of the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet head coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's head coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaletos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. I'm not going to say that didn't deserve applause because it did. Welcome back to this BS Sports Show Wednesday night. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find everywhere that you can listen, whether you listen live or on demand at WBSSportsShow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at BS Sports Event, at Billy Ellis, at Mo Radio Show, or you can be a part via the Telephone as well, 347-324-5252, 347-324-5252. Hey, did you happen to notice uh, who's in net for Chicago? 
No? It's not... Uh, it's Corey Crawford right now, but uh, uh, but Scott Darling uh, is, uh, is is put the helmet on a couple of times and uh, and looked like uh, there may be a change. But Corey Crawford is there now. A lot of times the goalie said there with a hat on or whatever, but uh, they've shown shots of him on the bench. It looked like a couple times with the helmet on. So who knows? There, uh, Chicago Brent Seabrook just took a penalty. Who could possibly be their hardest hitting defenseman and, and biggest scoring threat as defenseman? Uh, and in the penalty box now. So Tampa Bay on the power play, 10:42 left to go in the first period. Uh, no score and uh, Tampa with the uh, with the power play. About a minute and a half or so left in that power play. You know what I love about hockey too, Mo? When I'm watching uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, whether my team's in the in the race or not, my team being the Red Wings, those that don't know, uh, is that I'm more apt to get more animated. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up out of my chair more often. I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just get louder and more rowdy when I'm watching a hockey game, even on TV, even in the comforts of my own living room. I'm gonna get more rowdy watching a hockey game than I am an NBA game. But you can appreciate the play, and every everything I think means more. You know, you can have an errant pass uh, in in basketball, and it's not that big of a deal. But you know, a, a takeaway in a hockey game could lead to a quick goal, and a goal is such a huge thing. So, and I think you can watch with your team not in the race. You can sit and watch a hockey game. And actually enjoy it as opposed to being, you know, nervous, panicked on the edge of your seat with, uh, you know, whatever you are at well, that point. And it's so fast-paced. I mean, a three-on-two one way can quickly turn into a three-on-two the other way. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, trying to keep up with it keeps your adrenaline flowing, you know. I mean, uh, not that basketball isn't exciting. Not that we're not seeing the world's greatest athletes on display because – uh, I believe that uh, professional uh, basketball players, NBA players, top to bottom, are the the best athletes of all of the major sports in North America, just because of you know the skill sets required to excel at what they do, uh, the, the quickness, the the strength, the the speed, the endurance, uh, stop, start, go, fast, slow, you know, just uh, I think the best athletes are in the NBA, but I think what we see. Uh, with 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 hockey playoffs, especially uh, hockey games in general, but hockey playoffs especially, is the sense of urgency, uh, the nonstop action, and it's just impossible for your adrenaline not to get flowing when when you're when you're dialed into what's going on on the ice in uh, in, in a NHL playoff game. You know, you, you talked about skill sets between the differences between the, the, the sports. Uh, let me ask you this, because it, it, it hand-eye coordination is it more impressive in hockey? Or in baseball, because hockey, you're on skates. You're still trying to hit the, a little uh, little thing with the, a stick while moving fast on skates. Or in baseball, where somebody's throwing it at you 100 miles an hour. Which one's got the more impressive hand-eye coordination? Man, I mean, uh, that is such a great question. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to give the nod to hockey players because in the heat of battle and, you know, they're – they're constantly uh, in aerobic activity, okay? And it's even harder to excel with vision and, and, and timing and things when you're in continual aerobic activity. You're constantly moving. You know, baseball, there is that downtime. There is that time to relax. There is that time to step back out of the batter's box and, and re-tighten your, your, your batting gloves, which for God's sakes takes up more time than it should. Uh, but that's a side note. Uh, but, you know, you, you got that time to regroup and step back in that box, stop, gather your thoughts, and then go in there and, and face a pitcher. You're right, though. The reaction, the reflexes, I mean, come on. But there is some time to stop, reflect, focus, 
think about things before you actually have to uh, take a crack at, at showing off your prowess uh, at, uh, at hand-eye coordination like you do when you're a hitter in baseball. So I'm going to give the nod to hockey players. Yeah, I, I thought of two things. Here, here's a, First thing uh, is that in, in the difference to me, the biggest difference, is that when you're getting ready to wind up for a one-timer with the, uh, with the hockey puck or hit a baseball, you know, 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Clayton Kershaw, in baseball, somebody's not coming and trying to knock the hell out of you, too, while you're doing it, you know? So you not only have to worry about getting your stick on the puck and getting going the right way, you got to worry about the guy who's coming at you getting ready to smash you. Uh, but the other thing you brought up as a side note, the guys adjusting their batting gloves, if you're getting your butt kicked in a baseball game, you shouldn't be allowed to step out of the batter's box to do anything. <laughs> I mean, God, if it's, if it's 10 nothing, get in there and get the game over. I, you don't need to adjust your batting gloves 10 times. Whatever you're doing isn't working. Stop. I know. it's It's become such... You know, and what it is, it's it's almost like like a habit. Uh, it, it, their their habit is to step out of that box, and while they're thinking their thoughts or reflecting on whatever the last pitch was, or or refocusing their attention on what they anticipate the the pitch they're going to see next from their pitching is what they're thinking about while they're adjusting the gloves. But the the whole adjusting the gloves thing every time they step out of sometimes, dude, they don't even swing. I mean, I get. I, I get readjusting the batting gloves if you've swung hard and missed or you fouled a ball off. But when you've stood there with the bat on your shoulder and you took a pitch, whether it was a ball or a strike, and you still got well, – what are you readjusting your batting gloves for? You didn't even swing the bat. Yeah, is it is it more routine or habit, like you said, or is it akin to – you know, calling a timeout to ice the kicker. You're trying to get the pitcher off. You know, if he's, if he's blown two by you, you're trying to get him off, uh, you know, the groove he's got going. Yeah, there's mind games going on there too. You know, the, uh, the the hitter that tries to stall as much as possible to try to get the pitcher that wants to hurry off his game a little bit. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely a chess, it's definitely a chess match, and that's why I've always argued those that aren't big fans of baseball because of lack of scoring. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. You know, we all love to see those big boys jack the balls out of the park. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton's a freak right now. Uh, watching that, watching that guy hit five thousand foot home runs is just nuts but by the same token i can appreciate a great pitcher's duel i love watching somebody try to battle a miguel cabrera uh uh you know a great a guy with a high batting a great hitter and and watch the chess match that occurs you know going inside going outside going going off speed pitch going fastball you know trying to outguess the hitter and the hitter trying to outguess them it's a chess match with a hitter and a and a pitcher, and and I love watching that, even if it's a, uh, a scoreless game in the ninth inning, because uh, th- there's definitely a lot of drama going on if you watch closely. Yeah, you know, I was a chronic step out of the batter's box guy too to adjust batting gloves, whatever. Because if I didn't, my at bats took seven seconds for the pitcher to throw three straight strikes by, <laughs> so I had to step out just to make it seem like prolong took- prolong your moment in the sun. Sure, you know, I I stood in you know in left field doing nothing the whole time. Damn it, I just it up there, and if, if I didn't step out, it's like wow, that was really quick. You like know, if they could have is, just called one strike, like if they could have had an intentional strikeout, like an intentional walk, it would happen to me every time. I tell you what, you know, the more stories you tell, the more uh, you're someone that needs to be, you know, felt sorry for. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> because let's be honest, when I got up there, everybody knew, including my parents, that this was, was going to be the end result. So I think that. The Angola Little League almost instituted the intentional strikeout just so it could move on quicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you crack me up, man. 
you are you are the schlep rock of uh, of all people I know. That's for sure. Uh, do Alice. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, my athletic talent is is minimal, so I had to figure out other ways to you know be an integral part of the team. My my coach didn't call anybody else, Alice. It was me, so I had to earn that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, with regard to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals and the uh, NBA Finals, I think we've covered it all. But we'll give you our final thoughts in the last segment that's just ahead, uh, and touch on uh, everything else going on. Uh, the best of the rest of sports, uh, if you will. Maybe even a little sports soup to wrap it up on a Wednesday night midweek show, seven to nine weeknights. Uh, whether it's thebssportshow.com, where you can access Blog Talk Radio and the other links to listen, or whether you've checked out Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com, we thank you very much for tuning in with us. And uh, Mo Time can be found on Twitter at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan, also on Facebook. Back to wrap it up next, it's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports. Covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. At BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? 
full of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. This is going to make a real difference in the lives of millions of Americans. It's the BS Sports Show. We got about ten minutes with you tonight. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm at Billy Elvis uh, at Mo Radio Show is Mo Time at BS Sports the Fan. Uh, my favorite statistic of the NBA Finals, Mo. Uh, LeBron James in the first three games, forty-three. Of 107 for yep. a for a 40.2 percent field goal percentage. All right, 40.2. Steph Curry, 25 of 63, and he is at a 39.7 percent field goal percentage. In other words, Steph and LeBron are shooting at the exact same clip. Here's the here, here's the rub. LeBron's missed 64 shots. Steph has only had 63 attempts. LeBron has had one more missed shot than Steph Curry has had in attempts. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, but I'll tell you what. Uh, if I'm a, a Cavaliers fan, LeBron, I don't care if you take 500 shot attempts. If we're winning games <laughs> and, and we were one shot away from being up 3-0, shoot yeah. the daylights out of that basketball. I don't know if you saw it. Last night, and if you haven't, uh, you know, I implore anybody to go back on YouTube and find it. Uh, LeBron James was on SportsCenter last night doing an interview after the game when the arena was empty with uh, the SportsCenter host and Dwayne Wade, who was asking him questions. And it was really, really a cool piece to watch Dwayne Wade uh, ask him questions. And Dwayne asked him about that, about the shot attempts so far, uh, because when the Heat won in 06, Dwayne Wade had less shot attempts in the whole series. And so he asked LeBron, who's had the better final performance, with LeBron averaging almost a triple-double. And LeBron was like, man, no question, you, because you got the ring. You finished it off. Right now, you. It was, it's a really cool thing to go back and check out uh, D-Wade interviewing LeBron and watching how they interact now with them you know, being on separate teams. But isn't that something, though, how we can it's take awesome. a look at this? We can look at this finals and, and, and see that you know, LeBron is having a, a, a stellar uh, finals for the ages, if you will, and Steph Curry is being questioned about, you know, was he really worthy of the MVP? And they're both shooting about 40%. <laughs> yeah, and LeBron's team is winning, you know. And and yeah. if you asked if you asked anybody before the series started who's the better point guard, I think almost everybody would have told you Steph Curry. But LeBron right. is averaging almost a triple-double in this series. He did uh, almost last series as well. And, you know, they're winning basketball games. And, and what LeBron's done with how much he's been on the floor and this crew is absolutely, to me, amazing. Well, you know, maybe this is the new future of uh, of the NBA. Maybe it's get yourself a superstar, and 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 don't think you have to have a second superstar. Uh, yeah, just just fill it with a bunch of role players and let the superstar run the show. Because you know, if this comes to uh, if this comes to pass that this Cavaliers team does win this NBA Finals when they were way overmanned, they were overmanned before injuries to Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Uh, but they're really, really overmanned now uh, as far as caliber of players. Uh, and, and if they win it all, that just tells you, you know, maybe it's better to have one superstar and a whole bunch of role players uh, as opposed to trying to have two superstars or more because then you got the superstars butting heads. Well, true. And, and does it feel like, and again, I keep bringing up that, that we were one shot away from being 
three nothing Cavs because I think that is so fascinating. But is it at this point were the Warriors? I mean, I know they had a great regular season, but was this team all hype? I don't know if it was all hype. I mean, I mean, they won games in many different ways. They also were down two games to one in the Memphis series, too, and everybody thought they were done then, and they came back and won it. They showed their dominance, and they still have a chance to show their dominance in this series, beginning with game four in Cleveland. Uh, but, 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 but what I'm seeing is, is that, you know, you know, sometimes it's, it's just things go a team's way, and they don't go another team's way, you know. I, yeah. I, I watched. I watched every minute of that game last night, and I didn't. I didn't see Steph Curry trying to press. I didn't see Steph Curry trying to do too much like you thought he might try to do. Um, I, I saw the Warriors just baffled, you know, a little bit by Cleveland's defensive uh, scheme, and but I also saw a team that looks like they're. They're kind of questioning themselves a little bit, man. They got to go out there confident and, and remind themselves they won almost seventy games this year. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make another comparison between LeBron and Steph Curry, to me, Steph Curry in this series has looked like LeBron looked that first year in Miami, where you know, yeah. when when the Cavs made the finals in '07, nobody gave him a shot because of the awful team that was around LeBron. But when he went to Miami and they made it to that finals that first year. Everybody looked at LeBron and wanted him to do more, and there was a lot of pressure on LeBron, and he wasn't ready for that. It didn't seem. And it, it looks like maybe that's where Steph Curry's at right now. He had a great regular season. But now you're on the grandest stage that you can be on against the greatest player in the world, and you're not handling it well. And it maybe it's nerves, maybe it's whatever, but I don't think that they've handled it well uh, so far. And to me, the biggest mistake that Golden State made maybe now, if you look back uh, in the offseason, was not adding maybe a veteran presence on this team to be a calming factor. You know, I, I talked about for so long uh, when the Pacers were making those runs a couple of years ago, I wanted them so bad to go out and get Derek Fisher because, to me, that was a guy you could put on the floor when the young guys got a little out of control that would be a calming presence and that, you know, who had been there. And Golden State doesn't have that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's part of the problem. The other part of the problem is definitely that, you know, they're in uncharted territory. And, you know, what you have to realize is that when it's this stage of the game, when it's the NBA Finals, when it's, you know, lose or go home, you know, or win or go home, you know, your opponent is going to play differently. Your your opponent's going to play differently now uh, in the NBA Finals than, they, than you, you would have seen that opponent play you uh, in December or November, you know, or, or even in the home stretch of the regular season. It's the playoffs now. It's the finals. You know, anything goes. Hard fouls are going to happen. Uh, guys are going to overachieve because they don't have any other choice. Matthew Dellavedova is a classic overachiever because of what everybody's praising him for, his hustle, uh his his hard work, he never gives up. He'll 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 do whatever it takes. And 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 sometimes that that that's a more important factor than how much skill you have. I mean, we've seen it thus far in the first 3 games. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is too uh, and the one thing that I hate to hear analysts say is that, you know, these guys are professionals. You know, things don't get in their head or do this. Bull. But at this point, you've got, you got a young Warriors team, never been here. How much is it in their head, do you think? You, you've heard 
99% of uh, analysts out there, including yourself, that thought the Cavaliers wouldn't win another game. A lot of people said the Cavs aren't going to win another game now. That the Cavs would come back and rattle off two straight. That's got to get in your head a little bit. Like, what in the hell's going on? We should be up 3 nothing right now, and we've let the Cavaliers take two after they lost their second uh, star player. Does that start to creep in your mind some that, man, we've pissed away a golden opportunity here? And, and, and every media head almost thinks that same way, and rightfully so. This is the this is the time where Steve Kerr comes into play. This is the this is the time when your head coach comes into play, because your head coach isn't usually doing a whole hell of a lot for you while you know the game is being played, uh, sure. while while things are going on on the floor, uh, while while plays are being executed or butchered or whatever the case may be. That, uh, but it's all this preparation, you know, between games and things being said. And Steve Kerr brings a lot to the table as a player in uh, the NBA Finals with the Bulls and the Spurs, uh, where he can say, dudes, here's, here's what, what we've got to do. We've got to remind ourselves, you know, what we were doing and how it was going when we won 67 regular season games and were being talked about as amongst the greatest teams in NBA history. And uh, we, we can't think too much about how Matthew Dellavedova is killing us. We can't think too much of, uh, of how the greatest player on the planet, LeBron James, is having his most special finals ever. We got to go back to think about doing what we do, not about those other things. That's where the head coach comes into play. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr has said, "Hey, look, it's it's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, there it wouldn't be. We we wouldn't be watching. We're right. watching. We're watching. We're, we're watching something that's hard to do, and that's win a championship against." Uh, another quality opponent. You know, we see a lot of head coaches this time of year in finals and in big games, you know, bring in a, a guest motivational, you know, rah-rah speech guy. You know, we've seen Matthew McConaughey do it for the Longhorns and such. If you're Steve Kerr, is this the point to where you reach out to Michael Jordan and have him talk to your team, whether at a practice or before this next game? Because there's never been, I don't think, a guy who pushed his teammates harder and pushed guys harder than Michael Jordan. He's not a rah-rah guy, but is this where you reach out to Jordan and, and have him come talk to your team? No, this is where you go back to a, a great Clipper player from the past. You go to Rick Barry or something like that. No, I don't. I don't know. Hey, we got to wrap it up, man. We got to. We got to wrap it up. Thank you very much for tuning in. Weeknight seven to nine. The bell is about to ring. So uh, find us on Twitter at Mo Radio Show at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Also on Facebook, seven to nine weeknights on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana Indiana Sports Radio dot com as well as the BS Sports Show dot com. Uh, he's Mo Time. I'm Billy Elvis. It's the BS Sports Show. Have a great night.